Flat Chat, episode 171. We did it, folks. We're, we're here. It's the Overwatch League 2023. Yeah, we did this, it. I, I'm calling we it. Started, like last week. What yeah. Are you saying? Well, we did okay, we're, we're, we're in it now. We're in the mix, Joss. Okay, we, we've sure. started yeah, it. Joss, we're live. We're online, this episode okay? negative again. Hey, come on, Joss. <laughs> what, 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 what did I do last week? <laughs> what the fuck? You know, it, last last out. week we were like, you know, like a like a like a rocket, like a space rocket, and we're like, okay, does the yeah. thrusters work? Or are we actually like going to get going? And now, like, we're we're underway, like we're we're going, Joss. True. Yeah, that's crazy, actually. So we're online. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, actually, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Good start to the episode, everybody. Good job. All right. Okay. Well, you're Johnny. Yeah. That was so hype. So oh, hype. Right well, uh, okay. First of all, Johnny. No, before we get started. We need to get it out of the way. Lemon Kiwi. Uh, I was going a, to. Who what do you think is a better actor? Dave Bautista. Oh, or yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Who's the better actor? Who's the better, better actor? You've got to pick. You have to pick. Uh, well, I know The Rock sucks, and I... What's Bautista? The Rock sucks? He's like the big guy from, like, Knives Out, Glass Onion, and, like... <laughs> Yo, there's oh, a threat image. Look at this, what we've met. Wait, oh, there's oh, a critical oh, 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 shit off my screen. Well, Dave, Dave, Dave looks funnier. I think Dave wins. David. Yeah. Oh my Dave, god. We're getting, we're getting a consensus from all everybody saying that Dave Batista might is he, he might Scorpion be a better actor. King. Uh, yeah, oh, that's old dude. school. That was a good movie. Unbelievably good film. Hit his peak, honestly, in Scorpion King. I'm yeah. kind of tired of The Rock. Yeah, kind of he's been doing retire. it for so long. I, I, this is what I said. They, uh, the Rock walked so Dave Bautista could run. Yeah, I, I disagree with you so much there. No, dude, Johnny, you, you, you're saying you're tired of the Rock. Not listening. Dude, if I ran into like the Rock at like my local coffee shop or something, I'd just like be starstruck, out of control. I'd be hey, like, holy shit, the Rock! I'd be like, Golden Boy, it was justified. Like the, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's not about who's had a better career yet so far. Of course, it's gonna be the Rock. He's been doing it for longer. But it's like, who's a better actor? Currently, The Rock. I will give it to you that You're Dave Batista. You're still going to give it to The Rock. I've, I'm I will give swayed. it to you, Dave Batista. You know, give him another Guardians of the Galaxy. But when is number three coming out? It's soon, right? Maybe next year. Guardians of the Galaxy. Dude, Dave Batista. He's great in the Christmas special for Guardians of the Christmas Galaxy. Christmas special is pretty good. Mm. It was actually. a Christmas special. I've missed it. It was. Yeah. It this was, year, it was pretty decent. Uh, well, last year, and or like year before. Sorry, not 2022 Christmas. 2021 Christmas. I think. I'm out of the loop. Of the loop. I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta go back and take notes on its performance. Um, anyway, yeah, happy to have you on, Jen. Uh, we're, we're recording this a bit in advance, so uh, happy to have you here. This is Monday, by the way. So, for people asking, people always ask, like, are you live or not? I'll activate this pre recorded. Okay, it's not 12th of December, but it's March or something. Uh, it's almost 12th of December. <laughs> yeah, so we're pre recording this episode because I'm, I'm going out of town for a couple of days. But yeah, uh, glad to have you on, Jen. How do you enjoy the first week of the uh, pro am? It was cool. It was crazy. Um, I think we're in a good meta right now. I'm excited to talk about today. And it was nice to see Owl versus Contenders. I feel like we've been begging for this for a long time. And it feels like there was so much pushback. And now it's happened without people really asking for it. And it was really a good treat. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Jaws, Costa. Uh, I'm starting off here. First impressions from the first week of the Pro-Am. Like, how did you enjoy the tournament? Just like, you know, surface level stuff. Like, did you enjoy the weekend? How was it? How did you enjoy it? But for me, I think 
it really started to highlight like how close the our teams are to the contenders teams but also how far away they are if that makes sense <laughs> to us you know it, they're, they're both because we we got to see on a bad day for any our team you know the contenders teams are good enough to be able to take advantage of that go to the next level but we also saw especially as the weekend went on the teams got more matches like the florida mayhem like Bopped trick room like that was a spawn camp and that's the team that also beat the shock right so i think you started to get a gauge for like how good these players are in respect of they can definitely compete but i think when everyone's going working well when you got the highest level teams working well as a unit it's very difficult for them to be able to match up against yeah it's been pretty good there was <laughs> There have been some abhorrent Overwatch played, but on the flip side of things, on the flip side of things, there has been there has been some fantastic Overwatch played. Atlanta Rain Two, my God, they look good, like unbelievable gameplay, and it, it has been nice, I guess, to see Tier Two face Tier One because that has always been a conversation of oh how good are the bottom Overwatch League teams versus the top uh, for, ver, no the top of Tier Two versus the bottom of Overwatch League. Um, so that's been exciting. But on the flip side of things, I would kind of, on the other flip side of things, there's three there's three sides to this shape. Um, I would love to Trying. see an APAC kind of pro am too, by the way, because my God, like teams like O2. Boy, Blast, do I have news for you, Jaws. <laughs> oh, you have news for me. I do. Oh my god, this is gonna be pog. But like seriously, all mixed into one is what I kind of mean in like if APAC was also competing in NA plus the NA contended, like all the regions in one giant program, I think that'd be fucking wicked, but it's been, it's been pretty decent. I think we're already seeing like the power level of some of these uh, Overwatch League teams, which has been cool. Plus some like hidden talents from contenders that are probably going to get brought up in the next year or so, I'd say. We'll see that. Yeah. It, it, also, I had to, I had to like remind myself that we're seeing some of the best contenders teams play the Overwatch League teams. But we're also at the start of an Overwatch League season, so realistically, like, most of, like, the best contenders talent have already been picked up to the Overwatch League. And so, these are, like, the best of the rest, if that makes sense, uh, when it comes to the Tier 2 talent. So, you know, that considered, uh, what we saw from Saints, for example, they won two matches, they almost made it out of the group. Um, that match against Spitfire, we'll cover that a bit later, that was really intense, it was really fun. Um, I do want to cover this before we, we get a bit too into the matches and stuff because people lost their mind this all weekend about it. I don't know if you saw it. I was watch partying, so I had my own YouTube chat and people came into my chat and like talking to me all the time. Um, we were on YouTube. We were not on Twitch. No one really knows why. Uh, we also had some issues where the quality was way better on contenders because the contender stream doesn't have this like ad program. Um, that the Overwatch League has on their main channel. So it was a little bit rough around the edges. We had no drops. I don't even think we had any token drops. So these were... They you were know, dropping codes in the chat. Dropping codes, yeah, they were dropping codes, yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't want to just, like, have that go unnoticed because it was a big talking point, especially among, like, the chat and the viewers uh, at home, something we had big complaints about. I will say that it wasn't the best weekend to just like kick things off when it came to like the quality and stuff but i want to remind people as well that last year even i don't know if you remember we had the homestand with uh, houston and dallas i think on day one well was yeah. that 2021 and like even that day oh, like it was awesome. the first day it's a new production partner things are a bit you know scrappy but then it improved it improved quite fast actually like over time and so 
you know, I'm treating the Pro-Am as a bit of a pre-season event here, where, like, we haven't even got the season started. So hopefully it's, again, like a new production partner this year, and maybe they can smoothen some of those things out, and then we'll see about, you know, quality and drops and everything. But um, I I'd like to be optimistic about it and be like, well, you know, it's it's up from here, in my opinion, um, where I think that they'll make improvements over time, and we'll see what happens next week. But um, I'm optimistic, and I enjoy this past week. So um, unless anyone else has anything to say to that, we'll, we'll get into the matches and the groups. An esports production company running an esport pog. That yeah. is my addition to that. That is a, it's sick news, honestly. Yeah, I think it's always going to be rough around the edges because they just, hey, by the way, you're, you know, you're doing this league. Obviously, you've never done this league before, and this is how we've run it, and this is how like you want to run it. So yeah, it's going to be rough. But um, yeah. esports company running an esports event, very epic, I'd say. I'm super excited. Well, uh, yeah, and. I, you know, I do want to give a shout out, you know, to the the new production quality because as much as you know, Lemon was there, you know, we it was a rough first day, especially on our end of like, you know, it's just a learning experience for them. They really came in and they wanted to yeah. change how things have been done instead of just sticking with the same formula that worked in the past. But it definitely created a little bit of uh, pain points. But as as you said, Johnny, it improved very quickly. They're very open to our feedback, and we're hoping to get like, hopefully, by the time we have these few weeks. To like iron things out when the actual season starts as jaws said that hopefully everything should be smoothly running and they can fix the quality and all that kind of stuff that's uh been plaguing the overwatch league for a while yeah and I, also yeah. i can't imagine that we'll eventually get like an answer uh, especially when the regular season comes around like youtube versus twitch and like what's going on you know there'll be some I don't know, freaking Jacob Wolf report or something. It's like, you know, exclusive <laughs> deal. Yeah. There'll, be, there'll be something out there. Someone will say something and we'll, we'll know what the situation is, right? Uh, you know, that's, that's usually, just speaking like historically, that's usually how it happens, right? So if you're, if you're clueless in chat, like mode check what's going on, well, I, I, think, I, I think we'll learn with time. So, um, because then they post Twitch like links for the Pro Am yeah, like, a couple days before. On the contenders website, they said it was going to be on Twitch. But that could have just been a mistake. But I don't know if they ever announced. You might be right, though. It, it was. I, everyone thought then it was, it was like on, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It was, I thought it was going to be Twitch too because off of that announcement, then it was like YouTube. So yeah, not sure. Yeah. Somebody leaked something. Yeah, someone. <laughs> That's it. <Can't> stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm getting my emails real quick. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens week two and week three. I mean, it's a pro and this is the first week of the year, so uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but kicking things off uh, with the matches themselves, um, I mean, the first day. Let's just let's just get straight into it. Um, I was going to cover some of our favorite players and stuff, but I don't think you can start talking about the pro am if you don't start at like the actual beginning day one and the upset that was uh, Trick Room over San Francisco Shock, and also Shock losing to the Mayhem. I believe the first match was Mayhem-Shock, right? And then the yeah. third yeah. match? Yeah. Okay, I got that right. Um, and it, it was just like a bit of a like sucker punch in the face, where it's like, holy shit, like we've arrived. It's Trick Room beating the San Francisco Shock. I'll give credit to Costa. Costa was like, oh, Trick Room, there is something about these guys uh, last week <laughs> on, on, on the podcast as well. Uh, what what stood out to you, Costa? Uh, you were on the desk and you know you were breaking down the match as well. Well, Trick Room versus Shock. What what are your big takeaways? Uh, for me, it was just like Trick Room played really well. I think that was one of those moments where the players really showed that they can go toe to toe with these guys when they're in the right situation. Like all the individual players, like had a great series. They were playing a consistent dive, and the the uh, the Shock just. Let me talk about the negatives of Shock. Shock genuinely look like they haven't scrimmed. 
like much at all. I don't like I don't know if there's truth to that or where the issues lie, but their hero choices seem very like strange compared to what we saw from everybody else. They kept going back into spawn to switch things as if they weren't expecting or understanding what they were about to play up against. And then even when they did play things, they were they were heavily struggling. They only really started to get better later in the tournament, um, as I jump forward a little bit, but later in the tournament when they just put proper on Tracer, <laughs> which is like, okay, good luck. And it worked way better when they started doing that. But, you know, props to Trick Room. I don't think you need, there's any like, oh my God, the Shocker just throwing, there's all that troll. Like, cre credit to those guys. They absolutely deserve that win. Yeah. I mean, they were playing on 180 ping. Th were they though? From Korea. Albert cleared yes. that up though. Did they? 180 ping, but the other team was equalized or attempted to be equalized at 90, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Look, so one was 90, one was 80. I don't yeah, know. They the weren't answer, forcing so. the other team to 180. I know they yes, they're that. not. Yeah, God, oh, yeah, can you imagine that game? That would be just the, the worst. But um, yeah, the the 180 ping problem. Come on, like 180 ping is ridiculous. You can play Overwatch on 90, I think. But like anything more than that, I did my fucking the trials on 180. Couldn't play the game. It fucking it was fucking terrible. I wasn't gonna make it through anyway. But Jesus Christ, it was bad. And you know, you're having to react like unbelievably uh, further in advance. You know, to like abilities or like simple fucking cooldowns like sleep nade and shit like that like tracer is definitely one of the better heroes on that ping because you're just up close anyway so not the worst but you're definitely going to miss some fucking recalls some blinks and shit like that but i i don't think on top of your point scott of maybe them not looking like they've been scrimming like i still think the ping is a massive factor maybe that's giga coat but so much copium coming out right 150 now. 150 to 200. It's like I'm talking about like Reddit. <laughs> it's a fucking joke, bro. Yeah. It is. I, I'm they agreeing suck. with Custa that Shock look really. I mean, all of their losses came from like that day one. And I casted those matches and I was feeling lost just looking at the shock it was a lot of standing around not a lot of proactivity from what we're used to i especially remember like the king's row map between shock and florida where shock were just standing around on attack not knowing how and when to dive and then they're swapping max and junbin out still trying to figure out who should be playing winston when it felt very obvious to us who should and like after that day break that they had because they didn't play till day three like everything was fine or at least not a giant disaster and we all kind of knew they were going to play slow or like start slow but i honestly kind of agree with custa that trick room just played really well on that day and that's why they deserve the win and then who honestly had vin dime uh ajaxing on their bingo card like it was just such <laughs> a freaking stupid day for shock i couldn't believe yeah. it yeah it, it it truly was i mean the best possible start to <laughs> the, the pro-am when you have both uh tweeting out yeah the gap both the goat bro after uh dude both the GOAT, just to like kickstart the memes of the 2023 season, it yeah. was just great. I mean, who wasn't like a BOAT fan after this series? Um, yeah. And there were many more names that came around as well uh, that we got to know this past week. So it, it, it was just amazing. Um, I do want to uh, go back to some of the, the, the screams that you mentioned, Costa, that they were, I noticed some pretty big shift as well in their roles and how they actually played towards the end of the week. Um, the biggest takeaway, of course, like you said, they put Proper on the Tracer instead. Whereas on day one, Proper played Tracer um, when they were in Sombra Tracer compositions. Mm -hmm. And Hisang was playing the Sombra. But for the most part on day one, Proper was playing the Cassidy. He was playing the Hanzo in some of these compositions. Um, and, we, you know, the last few series, uh, especially against Vancouver... 
it was Hisang who was playing the Hanzo and King's Row and stuff like that. So they're obviously like making changes like mid-tournament. And <laughs> that is like one of the biggest like, uh, you know, hints that this is a team that it ha does not have it like all figured out. Like they're obviously going through some stuff if you just swap around um, your damage player roles. The other thing that you mentioned, Jen, that is, that is very interesting as well is the Max and Junbin part of this whole equation. I honestly like don't really know what to make of it. We saw Junbin play some Winston on King's Row versus Vancouver, but also he plays some D.Va on King's Row, which, you know, you'd expect Max to play like he did earlier in the tournament. Um, Costa, did you get a read on this Max Junbin situation? What do you think? I, I, Jen, even when they were playing the right players, like, I don't really understand, like, the <laughs> setup. Like, so yeah. obviously Max is the Ramatra guy. They don't want to play Reinhardt, which is, you know, I think a discussion we'll have later in this episode of the Ramatra versus Reinhardt stuff. But for, for like, so Max is coming in to do that. But then even when Junbin came in, he, like, wanted to play like Doomfist and D.Va a lot, like a lot more than I would expect from someone who we expect to be a great Winston and Wrecking Ball player. So I, and then what was it? What series did they only play Max? Was that the second series? Remember him uh, coming in on like a Esperanza or something? Yeah, I, I think, I can't oh, no, because yeah, he, in the third map, he played the Winston against Trick Room. And I remember like watching it and like, why like why would max why? ever be in here to play winston like that doesn't make sense esperanza is like pretty much one of the most important winston maps just because of like the verticality of it while also needing to do those dives like or just play wrecking ball honestly if i just seen jumpin like beep beep around on the ball like i would have been fine as well but i was just a lot of questions with not a lot of answers because even when they did start winning later towards the tournament it didn't feel like we were getting like, it didn't feel like they were playing dramatically better as a team. It just felt like they were playing better individually more than anything and having proper on Tracer. Yeah, I, I, I really liked the compositions they came out with on this King's Row maps against Timeless. It was literally the last match they played, yeah. or map they played um, um, all week. But I'll fast forward a bit to their defense, which, um, you know, I know, Custer, you're a fan of this comp as well, so I'll get back to you in a second. But um, on defense, hello, Dor. Um, when they played uh, this Diva Kiriko Ana composition. And it was a composition that I first saw Soul Dynasty play in their leaked scrims against Hunter Spark. And I was like, I almost like fell in love with it. I was like, this is a great composition. I really like this coming out from them. So Jumbin is playing Winston now, uh, but then later on he swaps over to Diva. Do you think that could be like a consistent look for like for the rest of the tournament? Do you think it could be like meta? I'm asking you, Scott, because I know you have Kiriko Ana thoughts, but. Yeah, so I, I actually, you know, I'm just going to peek open the curtain. I actually watched Florida Scrim like a couple of weeks ago, like prior to the Pro-Am, and they were playing a lot of Kiriko Ana, and I was like, I, I was watching, because RuPaul's just playing like a psycho when he plays that, and he's kind of a part of the dive as the Kiriko, and what that does is it provides so much space that it leaves the Ana to just like sit up in this window and just have infinite space to just constantly heal from a distance. You get the Nana Boost, you get the Katsune Rush, you still retain the Suzu. And it just makes a lot of sense. And this is, you know, the shock of playing it here, but it really is the Florida Mayhem's comp that they've started popularizing with Churong on that Ana. And I think it just enables your Winston so much and is one of the reasons that someone was so dominant. So I like the shock sort of leaning into this because they have the players to be able to play it as well. That backline is so good, dude. I, apart from maps where you like kind of required to play Lucio or like BAP or like some shit like that on circuit, you just don't die on that comp. Like it's so hard to die because Kiri, if they are playing like a psychopath, they're playing on off angle. They TP back to Ana, Suzu if they haven't used it already. And then Ana just bionades and then you just heal each other. And then you just don't, you just can't die to anything. 
unless it's like a pulse or like some crazy like big ult or someone hits like a wicked shot like if you die then but um the Arno, like you said scott just gives free space and then also the winston just doesn't die too because you have so yeah. much fucking healing and with the honor, if you're in a position where your Kiri's kind of like off angling all the time, you can just focus on healing the winds and it's fine. And then Kiri just plays with a tracer and then your other DPS. And it honestly, you can play any other DPS in this fucking comp, but like Cassidy or whatever, like another good nano target. It's just so tough to take down. If you do try and dive that too, if the monkey counter dives, uh, you're, you're just not going to survive. It's just insane. Uh, dude, it's because Kiri is just so strong. Like... <laughs> Three yeah. X damage headshot and uh, Suzu and six second TP and uh, yeah she can walk on too. Yeah, it's pretty epic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think the support meta is really interesting right now because there's so many different approaches to it. I mean, we've seen Zenbap, Lucio, Kiri, uh, Kiriko, Ana, and everyone's finding their own identity in the meta. And there's no kind of like this is the right thing to play. Um, Ana, Kiriko, like you guys brought up all the good points. I also think it's just such an offensive driven support line where both your ultimates are just offensively driven of you know, cooldowns and, and damage and all that. Maybe I'm a little bit worried about, are you going to need a Lucio bead or a Zen Transcendence against something like an EMP? Or uh, how do you fire back in those fights? It seems like that style is a lot about initiative being proactive, but I still like it. It seems like at least for Florida style, it's all about enabling someone. I mentioned that kind of when I was casting, it seems they're putting all the eggs in someone's basket. Um, and like, for example, the D.Va composition, which... Uh, Johnny, you were bringing up is I feel like Diva seems to be a good option for people who want to play a more appealing or at least chase down these double flankers. Seems like double flanker could be very strong in the meta around the dive of Tracer Sombra. And I feel like Diva, as like as a tank player myself, I really like swapping Diva to just harass a Tracer and just force her out of, or just control off angles a lot better because it seems like having off angle position is really strong, whether with a Cassidy, Tracer Sombra, whatever it is. And Diva is really good at shutting those down. Uh, and I feel like Shock did a little bit of that last season with Kaluj of bringing out some diva every now and then so it could be like some crusty sauce there that sounded really disgusting but you know what i mean um <laughs> but the, the pipe yes the pipe we know what you mean crusty sauce whatever crusty crack pipe but i'm excited for the for the meta yeah it it felt a little bit proper go kill because they slowed things down when they swapped over to like the Doom and the Doomfist or the Doom and Doomfist, the Doom and the Diva a little bit where like proper would like be on one flank and then he sign would be on like a different flank and if the enemy team just like commits to either of those or just like tries to isolate the Diva then proper's just gonna flank around you try to hit a pulse try to get your backline he sign is gonna find picks just like flanking on Hunts or some dumb bullshit and you know that they, they win by like tearing apart your engages that way so there's definitely potential there. Um, yeah, I've really been enjoyed the, the the hero diversity. So we can we can sort of hit on that before we move on because we'll talk about Florida Mayhem too. But we have seen a lot of different compositions this 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 past weekend. Are there like any compositions that you guys are like really in on, and are there any like compositions that you're like really out on? Do you want to have this conversation now, Costa, about the Reinhardt Dramatra thing, or yeah? Save it? But before we get there, all right. One thing that we can all agree on is that everybody needs to stop playing Genji. I don't know who <laughs> sold some of these players and teams on Genji, and you know who you are and who I'm talking about. Just stop it. I don't care how much comfort it is. It's just a bad hero right now. Just straight up, it's just not good, and people need to stop playing it. Need to get that off my chest. Sorry, I Didn't do you want to talk about the Rhyme Remote hit the blade, the AKM blade? I'm pretty sure I saw a yeah, tweet somewhere where someone hit it almost. Yeah, like, we... Bro. 
it like the blade doesn't even do anything in this meta either. As long as Kiriko's in the meta, it's it's gonna be bad. It's like, hey, well, I'm gonna force beat with my fucking ultimate, my DPS ultimate. Yeah, can't wait for that. It's so stupid, dude. Like it just gets one, it gets one tap by Kiriko. Good Kiriko players like own fucking DPS flankers like nine times out of ten. Like such a shit pick. Yeah, right. no, I feel like I, I noticed that a lot from the contenders teams and just from like my knowledge of their hero pools, a lot of those DPS fell back to what they were comfortable on because you'd rather just play the hero that you're best on, even if it's not compositionally in the matchup, the best choice. And those players that you brought up that I guess we're not name dropping, those are their their bread and butter. And they sucked at it because the matchup sucks. And that's what sucks about contenders is that it's not that their mechanics are like like centuries below Owl. It's just that they're just dumb a little bit because they just don't have 40 hours to dump into figuring out matchups. What is your plan B? What is your plan C? Uh, how, how do you make those decisions? How do you have the confidence to make those decisions? And I always felt like contenders were just knowledge gap wise down below. And things like running Genji is a lot of from what contenders were trying to run basically because they just panicked and went back to just level one for them. Yeah, I, square I, one. I, I think it's really important, you know, like a lot of like the Overwatch League driven, I feel like composition strategy, stuff like that. It is literally like VOD reviewing, thinking, like setting framework for your team. What are our strengths? What should we practice? Stuff like that. And like, if you don't have time on your schedule, you're like, you're going to class and like you're, you're an amateur player and stuff like that. Like, it's so hard to stay on top of all that and like always play like the best compositions and like play cater to the strength of your team. So, um, I, I completely buy that. Uh, someone who was pretty um, out, outspoken this past week about that was the uh, the Saints uh, team as well. I think False tweeted out something like, yeah, so I'll just skip class, guys. Don't worry. I'll just skip class and, you know, we'll eventually improve and, and, and get better. So um, it's definitely like a, a pain point where some of these contenders teams obviously don't have as much time to put into the game and compositions and teamwork, stuff like that, right? So... Um, I th and I think that's fine, you know. We like I'm not I'm not being too hard on them. I'm like you know they're 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 doing their best, and you know I'm, I'm there were some great performances, all co considering how how little less time they spent focusing on the game and and stuff like that. Um, another hero that I'd like to ban that I didn't think do too well, and I we we got to support people on the podcast, so you know might disagree with me here. Can we not play Brig? Like I don't I just don't think Brig is oh, like the strongest yeah. pick. Right I now. do not like Brig either. I think it kind of blows. It's like it's so Brig is still so easy to hide. Rally as an ability just sucks. It's just it's, it's so bad. Oh, I pop Rally. Okay, okay. Everybody gather around. Wait for five minutes. Get the overhead. Then we'll go in. Like as soon as you pop Rally, there's an honor on the other team that's already naded you, and you're you're fucking dead. Basically, it's just such a bad ultimate. Like if you're playing the fight super slow and you manage to kite, like great. But the, the likelihood of you being able to do that is kind of trash. And I'd rather have a Nano, or I'd rather have a Beat, or I'd rather have a, a Rush. I guess it does work on some maps with like high ground. Like you have your Brig, Zen, or Brig Ana, Brig... No, well, not Brig Kiriko. That just fucking sucks altogether. But, but you can play defensively, but you'd still sooner rather have another deep, uh, support pick right now. You I can don't play it. I just don't think you, you will, will win the tournament. Yeah, yeah. You, sure. you lose, I can play. I oh, dude, I can play fucking sim. I'm, I'm. Oh yeah, I'm just not gonna win the tournament. Like, dude, you can fucking say that about any hero. The, the pick is just not that good. Like, I guess it's okay. It's not the worst. You can pack your tracer. You know, if you need to pack a tank, sure, you can pack a tank. But the healing output is like severely diminished as well because you're not really. You can't really get close to anybody at all, especially this uh this meta that we're currently in. It's just not. 
I think I remember casting um, a matchup. Was it Florida versus somebody where they were running Ana Kiri and the other team was running like Brig Ana? And you thought that because of the Brig, at least I tried to explain in the cast, is you're obviously trying to go for a more defensive backline of trying to like flail shot the Winston or just having uh, ranged heals with the packs, which is like kind of, I feel like Briggs, if she were to be meta, it's to enable a tracer of these off anglers and stuff like that, where Kiri, Ana, it's a little trouble with the LOS and stuff like that, or having to TP. But I even noticed in the break, Ana, they had like way, way, way more deaths than Kiri, Ana. And I think that Kiri can be used in that defensive play style because you can just people leave the situation as long as your team isn't stacked on top of each other. And I think Brig is like that default, like, oh, I'm going to peel for my Ana. And it didn't end up really working out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to raise you one more because we're Go talking about just this one team at this point as well. No, just, we're not. Who just are name you them. Just name them. Name drop them. No, I disagree. Oh, no, it's Vegas Eternal. Wait, what do you mean? Who is it? What do you mean? It's Malfoy, Genji, and uh, Rakatak, who is just convinced that Brig and Mercy are good picks. You're putting and, words in my mouth. Unbelievable. Oh, we did see Mercy too, yeah. That is, here's the thing. I think Brig has yeah. some upside for everything that, you know, Jen just said, right? Like there, there can be some good value where you're pushing the Winston around. If the opposition's playing Genji, yeah, sure, why not? You know, everything's going good. But like the Mercy is where I have a bigger issue. I think it was on this attack. It might've been against Atlanta Rain where they played like Mercy Ash. For like the the time like it's not going to work against a good dive because some of the biggest value from mercy is enabling one player but also when they die being able to bring them back like you know you're in a hit scan mirror you can get reses any out team is never going to give you that space to be able to res anyone that dies and we saw it just sort of fall by the wayside it's just frustrating because like i feel like these things are pretty you know i don't play in scrims anymore right and you know, you just look at what everyone else is playing. It's pretty easy to work that out. So it's just frustrating to see. And I agree with comfort can be valuable, but at some point there, there becomes a limit. And, you know, Genji's just in the dumpster. If you talk to any player who's played ranked lately, they can tell you Genji's in the dumpster. They can tell yeah, you that mercy pocketing, you know, a hit scan only works when there's no coordination. It's not going to work against a team like the Atlanta Rain or the Florida Mayhem. So I agree with you, Johnny. It can be fine. You might win some maps and matches, but... You're not going to win the tournament. You're not going to go that far. But maybe that's not what these teams are aiming for. Maybe they are just trying to sneak out wins by playing what they're comfortable with. I, yeah. I, I will give Vegas some credit because I feel like the Dove, Ash, and the Rack Attack Mercy worked out on Blizzard World when they were on defense. He was in this 2v1 where the other team, I think it was Seeker or not somebody, I think Valiant, uh, didn't have a Mercy pocket. So Dove was winning that hit scan duel like 90% of the time. But like you said, if you were to just comp swap, and I don't know if how can't remember how that matchup went but dove was winning those duels because of the mercy so i feel like there could be a crumb of value depending on the situation to have a mercy with the ash but then all that takes to break that down is pressure and we saw even proper and scrim leaks getting shit on on ash by just having a sombra on the perma flank so it's a sombra winston would be enough to crack that but um yeah, i felt like dove looked better with a mercy with him than uh, a break in that case yeah all right I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an executive decision and save the Romatra Rhino conversation uh, talk for later. Full on Spitfire Costa. I've gone back yeah. on it like two or three times now. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, no, you're good. Good. I, I, I've just been waiting for it. I'm just waiting for the go button. But <laughs> okay. okay, later. Okay, hold, well, hold, on. Hold, on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Florida Mayhem. That's the team I want to talk about next. They were one of the most dominant teams in Group A, of course. Uh, they won out the group. Uh, one seed, just like we predicted, guys. Right? Right? 
Uh, oh, I know I did. Um, they just look amazing. Uh, someone, Rollstar, I called it on like map one, and I'm going to keep hammering it home for the rest of the year. I don't even care if it sucks, to be honest. I'll just vote for Rollstar anyway. Uh, <laughs> that way I can't be wrong. Um, Merit Cassidy as well. Uh, what do we think? Is this just like Florida Mayhem off to a hot start here this year? Uh, they look coordinated where some teams, you know, would question whether they have had much time to scream at all. Or are you just like in for the season, Jen? Are you in for the season with the Florida Mayhem? Or do you I'm think that they'll slow down eventually? I'm really excited, but I also think they just got their shit together in the offseason a lot quicker. Like, they didn't have to sub in as many new pieces. Like, it didn't feel like they had a whole team rebuild, you know, compared to some other teams. But we, And we've only got to compare them against the Shock and the Titans, you know? I want to see them against London, Houston, Boston, before I say that they're the best dive team in the league. Smart. But I would not do that. <laughs> from Pro-Am, I would say that they're the best dive team in the league and a strong contender for that role star MVP, whatever you just said. Um, but yeah, it has to do, I think, with how many roster <laughs> rebuilds that we had this season and how much uh, slowing down some teams had to do in the offseason because of that. Yeah, I just think they're sick. You're like, their fucking team is just ridiculous. True, true. Like, Merritt is just <laughs> an unbelievably good player. Like... His hit scan and well, just anything he picks up is just at least top three. I feel like in terms of a hit scan, at the bare minimum, you could say top one in certain heroes. Like his Sojourn last year was crazy. We're seeing Chorong not on Lucio, which is kind of cool. I'm like, holy shit, his honor is actually really fucking good. Yeah, they're maybe they're off to a hot start, yeah, but I just think they're a fucking sick team. Checkmate as well is every single year he just gets better. And then RuPaul, who had a really good year last year on Florida, can just continues to do that. Then Sauna comes in, fucking jet lagged, wakes up, plays Tracer, feels good, man. Like this team is just really good. I don't think it's them necessarily off to a hot start. Maybe they are, yeah, but they're just really a really good team. What? How many maps did they drop? One or something? I'm not sure who that was again. That was against Shock, right? Uh, they dropped one map against Shock in the first get match of yeah, the I think uh, so. match of this. Yeah, and. I don't think you can argue that this team is going to be top tier this season. Um, not even just off this performance, just name value alone, but it's just backed up by the performance they've had recently. I, for me, it's not as much about how, like, are they top tier? It's like, how top tier are they, right? It's like, where sure. is their peak of this roster? Because in the past, I think the issue that Florida had is they've always been a smart team playing around someone. I, you know, I have a lot of respect for Goomba as a head coach. I think he has a great head for, like, Overwatch in general. But now they actually have all of the mechanical players in every single role to be able to back that up. So now it's just like, how scary is this roster going to be? We haven't really seen them be tested. So I don't want to jump the gun too much because, you know, they just kind of roll through their group, but they're playing with confidence right now. I, you know, obviously I would probably put them behind Atlanta, but I think that would be a banging match. But right now they're definitely top two from what we've seen in the tournament. I'm going to ask you an unfair question here, Costa. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, classic, you know, sports radio question. Here we go. If right. you were, you know, an aspiring championship team, you know, overall state team here, you're putting together a great roster, right? Right? You okay. want to get the best players possible. We're very, trying to very win this good year. budget. Very good budget. Um, would you rather have, for your hit scan player, would you rather have merit or would you rather have happy? Oh, that is unfair. I'm going to go with Merit. Good I don't know. choice. Good fucking I, choice. I, I think Happy is a great player. And, you know, he's obviously a veteran hit scan in this league. But I feel like we're just starting to learn how good Merit is. You know, like, it still doesn't feel like I've seen that man hit his peak. And he did some 
disgusting stuff last year. So I'm going to go with Merit. I think I would pick up Merit before I picked up Happy. So yeah, I'd be proves me right. It's easy, bro. Yeah, easy, <laughs> easy, okay. easy. This is why you get asked the question, Jack. Don't care, don't, don't care. Didn't ask. I, he's a fucking god. You haven't even yeah. seen Happy play on Houston yet. I feel like that's unfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it, it no, is it's unfair. Too. It's ruthless, okay. But that's what it's like to be on the Plat Chat <laughs> podcast here. We're ruthless, okay. That's how it is. Uh, yeah, it's a bit interesting because you know <clears throat> one Overwatch League team uh, actually had to ask themselves that question. Um, un unless I don't know what went into that. Maybe we'll. Uh, I'll hit up my secret sources and see if the what went down there. But um, yeah, someone actually had to ask themselves the question: Do we want happy or do we want merits? And yeah. uh, they went with happy. So we'll see how it goes for Houston in week two of uh, the pro am. It's gonna be fun. But merit, he's looking unbelievable right now. Yeah, I mean, well, I was gonna say that he was the best Cassidy, but then I remember Lip exists. So yeah, Lip, uh, <laughs> top, yeah, top two, top two Cassidy this top week. Two, top two, top two. <laughs> yeah, top two. Uh, but yeah, Florida Mayhem are looking incredibly good. And I'm just personally very happy for my reputation's sake. Just, you know, self-brag that I got my Florida Mayhem tweet out just in time to see them actually be really good. So I got in early. You know, songs are mooning and uh, I'm, I'm having a great time here as a Florida Mayhem fan. So I'll just keep dick riding Florida Mayhem for the rest of the season. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Atlanta Rain then. Probably the other most dominant team uh, this season. What do we think about the Atlanta Rain here now then? Are they the team to beat in the Pro-Am? Do you think you can conclusively say after week one that Atlanta Rain looked like the best team in the Pro-Am this past week? I think we always knew they were going to be good. Um, and I think, like Scott said uh, with Mayhem, it's hard to really tell where their peak is right now, and I'd agree. But their team, again, name value alone, it goes kind of insane. Like... Build a Chio in the back line. Lip is just an absolute monster. Like, when's the last time Lip played against um, Western teams, like, permanently, you know? Like, it's kind of fucking scary. And it's it's definitely a symptom of um, the APAC region being a little bit of a smaller region. So we don't see Lip against other, like, Western top-tier hit scans. But, dude, they're just so good. Uh, where did we, we haven't done power anchors or anything like that, I don't think, yet. But we, no. we've been talking about Rain for, like, a while, as soon as they did reveal their roster. And it's unreal. Like, we were concerned about Hawk having uh, communication problems. And I think in an interview or, or something that I saw that, you know, uh, more in-depth shit is difficult, but basic stuff is not that hard. Uh, you can still learn at callouts and stuff. And even Donghack was doing really well uh, on the Wrecking Ball and uh, other dive tanks. Yeah, they, they. I would say them and Mayhem are probably the teams to beat in Pro-Am. But I, I take Rain over Mayhem, I think. Right now, at least. Obviously, we haven't seen Group CLD. But. I would say, like, Stalker is the most exciting player, I think, on that team. I thought he was looking, like, proper out there on the Tracer. Not going to lie. I hope the proper fans aren't mad. But Stalker, we were trying to give him player of the match so many times that we had to pick someone else because he just got it so many times. Um, by far the best Tracer performance of Pro-Am, I would say. Um, you know, you can argue Checkmate and Sugarfree were close in that top three. And Sombra, at Lip Sombra is looking like one of the best. Um, I know there's not too many contenders in NA for that. Um, and Fielder on BAP, you know, shout out to him. He had some really creative off angles. And, you know, he's styling. Although I don't feel like Atlanta got challenged. So I think when your BAP can take it off angle and just Ant Matrix solo, uh, it tells more about the difference of teams rather than the player itself but it was cool that they took some liberties like that but looking in hindsight group b looked very very easy and we haven't seen like you guys said atlanta against uh, a team of their caliber yet 
Because uh, yeah. what do you think? Is Lip the leading like frontrunner preseason MVP candidate? As we had the conversation when you know he had zero deaths in this match against the Saints. Way too early predictions. Absolutely. Like you know, <laughs> Lip has been runner-up MVP for such a long time. Like he's ever been in the conversation ever since he joined this league. Um, I, I like Jack's point. Like the West has never had to deal with Lip just being in their backyard. You know. He's always been that juggernaut that you only had to face once you made it In to the, the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, the beast of the East, the seven foot nine gaming warlord that you would have to, you know, David versus Goliath, you know, all that Matt <laughs> quote that you need to throw in there. Um, but yeah, like it's Lip is just the leading MVP candidate. And the, the thing about Atlanta that has impressed me the most is what we talked about heading into the season. Is this team just going to function well together with, you know, Gator's head coach, Hawk as, you know, the only Western player as the main, like one of the tanks. And they answered all those questions. They look flawless. They're utilizing their gameplay. They have a great understanding of how to play the game. For me, this first look just sort of solidifies that, hey, we can take this team at face value for how bonkers their roster is and just run with that bag. And I think Atlanta easily contends with uh, all the super teams that we have coming into this year now after I've seen them in the prime. Yeah, I mean, the thing that really strikes me about this team as well is not only do they have like, you know, an incredibly stacked roster, but the way they come into this pro-am and just look very coordinated and like they've got a great framework when it comes to their compositions and the way they play as well. Because we saw the leaked scrims, um, at least I did, where like we saw Vigilante pop off against the Shock in scrims and like, yeah, you know, Stalker Tracer, wow, that looks amazing. Lip Sombra, we know that was, you know, fantastic already. But then they come out this weekend as well, and they rock the Hawk Ramatra composition with Stalker playing the May. And I was like, wow, like they can play a lot of different stuff here. And even though I think it's the match that I recall specifically, they played against the Valiant, and I'm like, okay, well, it's the Valiant. You know, you can't read into this too much, but still. I think they had really... Um, that was Chiyo playing the Lucio, by the way, which differs from Vigilante playing the, the Sun here next to Fielder. But, you know, with Chiyo in the lineup playing the Lucio as well, the way they just played this Ramatra composition, engaged really well, disengaged at the right time when they didn't have May abilities, for example, re-engaging with sound barriers, um, annihilation, stuff like this, right? They played the tempo matchup, like, really well. They played the momentum of the fights really well. So not only is this, like, a mechanical very individually skilled team that you have to look out for where they can play this Tracer Sombra composition on Blizzard World. But they can also take it to you when it comes to brawl matchups uh, by forcing this Ramatra composition as well on, you know, Untargeted Peninsula and, and stuff like that, right? So this well-roundedness, it, it makes it very difficult for me to see, like, a big weakness with the Atlanta Rain currently. So I don't know how you beat them. It's probably, like, getting them onto that Ramatra composition to give you some kind of an advantage because I just don't think you'll be able to match the Tracer Sombra, quite frankly. Um, but still, like, they look really good on both, and I think that versatility within this team is just super scary um, as well. So, here you go. Atlanta Rain. Um, I don't think we have the opponents yet that Atlanta Rain will be playing, who they're playing, um, whereas we know that in the bracket, Florida Mayhem will play Lono Spitfire. So... We can predict that match later on, even though it's in like two weeks or something. But there you go. Um, I want to mention quick, we've talked a lot about the Overwatch League teams in Group A and Group B. But uh, actually, for I forgot one team that, you know, that we should talk about. The Lono Spitfire <laughs> with, the, with the Rhino and the Armada Comp. Costa, just go ahead, okay? Just go ahead. What, what, what do you have to say about uh, Hardy coming out rocking the Reinhardt most of this week? 
I, I thought London looked solid. I think they, they looked exactly how I imagined them to look. They didn't exceed my expectations. They didn't go below them. They are still playing with the power of friendship. They're still playing well as a unit, leaning into that Reinhardt, you know, May style if they can play that brawl. And we'll have that discussion of, is Reinhardt going to be better than Ramatra? You know, Hardy said in an interview that Ramatra is, uh, like Ramatra brawl is a poor man's brawl or something like that, or a poor man's Reinhardt, however the quote goes. But, you know, I, I think there's... There's something there of just like comfort for London Spitfire, but they look good when they play the Winston as well. We got to look at Lethal and Sky Ripper, and it didn't look great, but that might have been just like dealing with a bit of silliness from the opposition team and feeling like you have to match that in some way. But yeah, I, I honestly don't have like super strong feelings from London Spitfire so far. I, I kind of want to see more of them uh, when they actually play some better teams. And I feel like they're not just doing what they usually do. I think there's more to see from London. I was almost like slightly frustrated just because I'm so excited about Lethal and Skyripper. Like I've casted them for so long in Contenders and they were, at least Lethal has a lot of hype behind him of just being like a flex god and mostly, you know, really having that hit skin prowess was really known as that Cassidy and even could be, I always thought like kind of looking at this roster that Lethal was going to come in as this tracer because London, I feel like needed that dedicated tracer player and it sounded like Backbone was trying it out and then and he tried to play some Sombra and it's just, if they, if London want to try these different looks and maybe the double flanker Winston dive that a lot of teams are going for, I feel like figuring out how to incorporate Lethal is going to be important because the one map that they brought Lethal and Skyripa in, I wanted to carve my eyes out of my head. It was <laughs> just, but that was just, it seemed like obviously they're just not practiced together, but that whole Vegas versus London with their substitutes, I honestly wanted to just bleach my brain after it was a fiesta of Bjorn, molten coring the spawn and, and shit like that but um a little at least trolling they... a little trolling involved yeah. uh... hollywood bro what do you mean okay. no, yeah yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with hard. that the molten core of the spot is a, is a different thing that's fine but... just get rid of your own i think like <laughs> lethal's first pull to like kill himself with his own pulse or something yeah so... that's oh, that too epic, yeah it's just... i actually think he got booped. in his defense i'm pretty sure he got booped back into that oh, yeah, yeah, you're pretty yeah. sure like where, where does that come from eh? like you just i'm pretty sure i remember that because it was in that corridor there at the bottom left right yeah yeah but i don't think they showed on broadcast because we just saw the man die and then everyone yeah. was like oh but i was like well it's a gaggle of people Vod he definitely review. got body blocked or some shit Vod Vod review time. Vod Vod hey. turret. that's a good tourist spot or you put it in the classic tourist spot behind the flowers oh, uh, by the yeah we justified it but it was a little good oh, here we go <laughs> where i don't even know where oh, he is yeah. okay this okay, who's gonna whip way? him okay he's the over here okay he's, gonna get he's over here okay yeah 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 yeah. play the and fucking gonna, oh, play calm down jesus Christ. get to the fucking bit bro there it is so here it is here it is uh that's all we see it's rack so attack maybe it's on the shield yeah yeah maybe the yeah back. yeah oh yeah she bashes towards him yeah uh, he like they said then the kaza he thought he shield bashed oh, but damn, it was, I, that was that would be a hard thing to catch <laughs> i think we just fucking guessed honestly <laughs> <But> <laughs> you kind of have to do that but yeah him killing himself was kind of an lol and just that whole roster i'm glad they got off of it for map three when they decided they wanted to win but I, but to, for the cope there is that once they figure out how to use lethal and how to use skyripper that i think london are just going to have even more looks and uh hopefully they're not just the masters of like one thing yeah yeah it feels like 2022 in a way where london when they run out on the rush on the rhine um i remember specifically on Colosseum, everybody's like what the fuck they're playing rhine what the hell this is going to be so bad and then they just kind of flatten everybody and it was like london moment it felt like this uh, london in this tournament too where it's like well we can we know this comp super well 
Huddy is like such a good Ryan player, and they're just so good at playing this like brawl, this rush brawl, or whatever the fuck. And it's just it's gonna run over teams that aren't necessarily experienced with that and playing against London Spitfire and playing against uh how high level their their rush is. So it's it's something that London are very good at, and it's kind of nice to see them kind of go back to that in a way. Cause I still I don't think that comp is bad. They didn't play a bad comp at all. I just mm. think they know that very well, and it's easier to crush teams that maybe aren't uh, as experienced going up against it. On the flip side of things, though, I will say people going back to their comfort picks especially in contenders. I know we talked about this a minute ago. I don't think that's a good idea at all. Um, that just, normally I'd be like, yeah, they're cool. Go back to your comforts, you know? But like when your comfort hero is just a hero that is just absolute shit, um, I would say probably not the best idea. Well, yeah. You get more value playing like a Cassidy, you know? I don't really like that kind of So not Genji, but other things. No, but yeah, okay, like, here's, here's the thing, Jack. We're not talking about our team to have a whole season of like, you know, playing yes. the metas. We're talking about teams that are just that. trying to get one win in the Pro-Am, right? Exactly. So like, like, <laughs> I do understand that point of view too. And it does suck in a way, but it, obviously it's a fantastic opportunity for these contenders teams to play against Overwatch League teams. But the support, not like the role, but like the support to back staff, Rube and everything else isn't really there. So, you know, maybe, yeah, the, the comfort pick a little bit a little bit more justified at that point, even if the hero is shit. Um, but it also shows people like, you know, um, Trick Room and shit like that. They're pretty fucking good. Like, these are players that yeah. were either going to get picked up or will get picked up or seen to in some way or another. Maybe they get picked up after the season. Like, there are a lot of standout DPS players, especially uh, this tournament. So. Yeah. One of, one of the biggest uh, things that stood out to me about Lone of Spitfire, specifically when they were playing the Reinhardt composition, um, and I think they played Saints here later this day that we're looking at right now. But the real, like, Overwatch League diff is that you had Saints on one hand who came out this weekend, and they're playing super aggressive. They're playing this Kiriko Rush most of the time, and they're diving in with Winston, stuff like that. But Lono Spitfire repeatedly throughout the week, they really stood out to me because they would take their time so many times, like, in these fights... They just like wait out and wait for the perfect moment. They'd be happy to like let the enemy team have like five extra points on the control meter or whatever, just so Lono Spitfire could engage like the right way with abilities up and like the way they wanted to. And that to me like really speaks like experience and like someone who's, you know, they've clearly like got into a good rhythm of like making good decisions at the right time. And that that was like the biggest thing that stood out to me about Lono Spitfire. They play this Reinhardt composition, but they acknowledge that like well, if we need to wait for Hadi to regenerate his shield, if we need to wait for Backbone to like get this Maywall back and stuff like this, we will fight on our own terms and put ourselves in the best position to succeed. And I think that was the thing that stood out to me most about Lono Spitfire is that like they're just like a really smart team. The communication is there. We know that from last year, um, and they're going to be a, you know a tough nut to crack. Like you can't just like go get into the server and just like play super high pace. Because they'll adjust to you and they'll find a way to win some of these team fights, even though you think you're 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 an advantage or you even have like better mechanical skill. Like they're a smart team, and I don't think they're going to be uh, easy to take down for the rest of this tournament. So um, I was pretty impressed by Lona Spitfire. Also, like the way they set up Sparker on this Cassidy, he had some standout moments this past week where, especially on Blizzard World against Saints, Saints would just like dive in. Lona Spitfire would make it super difficult for them, and they just set up Sparker on the Cassidy to find picks. Um, and facilitate him to deal with tracers, deal with Sombra, stuff like this. So I was actually really impressed by Lono Spitfire. Uh, I'm sad because I predicted Saints to make it out of the group. And then I convinced everyone on the podcast to predict with me that Saints would make it out. <laughs> so 
I'll take the blame fully. Custa wanted to go with London. Jaws wanted to go with London. Avast wanted to go with London, I think. But then I just converted everyone. So I apologize. Because you pay the bills, Johnny. That's the problem here. There's a power dynamic that I'm not. Yeah, yeah. There's something weird going on. There's a weird power dynamic. Wait, what do you mean here? What do you mean here? We don't agree with you. You that if we don't agree with him on Platchat, he's just not going to. I do remember that conversation. Yeah, you remember that conversation? Very sus, honestly. Yeah. Sus behavior coming out from Johnny. Well, what is this? If we get investigated by the SEC or something, I promise it's not the case. Like, they're. They, they're they're trolling. They're the trolling. Please no! Don't deport me. Please no! Yeah, <laughs> uh, I haven't told Jen yet, but uh, but we pay our guests, so you know I'll hit you up with the PayPal later, John. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go. Uh, uh, anyway, but yeah, you have to agree with me. That's the. <clears throat> that's the uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Basically, uh, we're having beef. Yeah. Uh, so th this Reinhardt thing, then. Do you want to get into that bit, Costa? Do you believe in the Reinhardt? Do you think that uh, Ramatra really is this like poor man's kind of like Reinhardt comp, or do? Because I genuinely think that the Ramatra comp is like solid. I think it's versatile. I think it's good. You can play aggressively with it into backlines, or you can play defensively and like you know reengage with annihilation stuff like that. What what what's your read on the uh, Ramatra versus Reinhardt stuff? Yeah. So now that we're finally here, I can safely finally. say that. I'm not sure, honestly. Genuinely, I, I, I'm not, I really don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a mm. perfect read on it because the, the thing is, from just what we're looking at so far, Ramatra does seem like the better pick overall. It just it seems to be uh, more consistent. The ability to uh, pull up the damage of just like going in a nemesis form, punch a bunch of fools in the face. The annihilation can like is such a great zoning tool, but Reinhardt has his moments as well. So it's like. In the group A and B, every time we saw the difference between the Reinhardt and the Ramatra, it felt like we were seeing... It was hard to determine if that was a compositional difference or just uh, the mechanical difference of those two teams as a whole. So I I personally like the Ramatra. I I think he just offers more and I think he does more damage. His ability to like, especially if he gets like nanoed and just like run down the back line seems very strong. But every time we saw it match up in, you know, uh, King of the Hill map, it felt like Ramatra came out on top more often than not. The Ram's like kind of strange because on one hand, I'm like, oh, you kind of have to play Lucio to make it worth it because you have to run people down. But then you got that fucking buff where he's faster in Nemesis form. Then it's like, well, you don't actually have to play Lucio anymore. Where Ryan, you fucking need Lucio. Otherwise you just lose because you, you can't close the gap. Otherwise you just get poked out. I think Ra uh, Ramatra being able to have that flexibility in the back line in the comp is far more superior right now than like a mediocre Rhine team. I still think teams like London who are very good at Rhine and very good at May as well can make it work. But the Ram just enabling your team to be a bit more flexible is super nice because you can run like Kiriana um, if you want to. And you can run a variety of other supports if if you feel like the map uh, dictates it. Whereas Rhine, you you do need that Lucio. Um, and the, the Ramatra too, in the fucking neutral. Okay, can I just fucking say this too? Why the fuck is his punches amped by Matrix? It's, it's, is it a projectile? It, clearly it is a project. The way it's coded, it's clearly a projectile, but that's a fucked interaction. It's funny as hell, but it's so like. Why are you really mad about this? Yeah, yours is just You've angry. Been like you four times in 15 seconds. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just confused, bro. I'm not angry. I'm just confused. It just doesn't really make sense to me, but it is kind of funny seeing a mantra punch through the window and just annihilate people. Through yeah. Someone, someone just dies. I yeah. <laughs> I think that is uh, extremely funny. And uh, can I just mention how you can say whatever you want, Joss. Like how 
it wouldn't have been funny, actually. It would have been extremely boring. But when me and Scott were playing like scrims a few weeks ago before Battle.net, uh, fucking not Battle.net, Game Battles cucked us completely from signing up to... Uh, Is that why we didn't make it to the prom? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's why, because Game Battles decided you were not allowed to make a team anymore. Um, and Ramatra having the nerf in between then of the infinite annihilation, because we, I still have the footage, by the way, Scott, we had a fucking scrim where it was double echo, double Ramatra. Four annihilations were happening at the same time. And it, the fight just didn't end for like four minutes. And so I'm like, obviously kind of happy that uh, that went through. But I think the variety, what we're seeing right now with the round, with the Rhine, I think, is it a skill matchup? I'm not sure. I'm still, I'm kind of with you, Scott, but I do think the Ram is better because of that added, added flexibility of the, of the back line. I think we also lost Jen, rest in peace. Yeah, she'll be I, back. She told me her GoXLR died, so her mic died. But I also fine. think um, for, for me, I think Ramatra is better against other heroes as well, which I think is an important thing yeah. to consider when you're going up against it. Like, I think Reinhardt, like, I feel like Ramatra against, like, a dive comp, he can at least poke from distance and, like, yeah. do something while not in that form and then play aggressive and pop that nemesis. While I don't think... Ryan just kind of, like, looks around against those kind of comps. So just more versatile, but also being just as good in the Brawl Mirror just gives him value so i i think you'll see a lot of teams moving towards ramatra and you know as much as we talk about it's great to have so much diversity in the meta right now look see it's everyone gonna can try everything at some point it's only gonna get tighter and tighter and tighter yeah. as people start watching people start practicing you know scrim start solidifying i think we'll probably fall back into just like the winston lucio kiriko versus ramatra brawl and it'll depend on the map soon I think that's really cool because obviously this being like the pre-season to the regular season, I think it's kind of nice to have that little taster um, along with obviously seeing contenders teams. So it's, it is kind of wicked. Um, the Nano Ramatra ult is crazy. It's like yeah. dumb stupid. If they don't have amp speed or anything like that to get away. Oh my God, nice pass. Um, if they don't have anything to get away from you, you just die. Like, yeah, your Ramatra could put up shield or your Ryan could put up shield, but he just run in past you, dude. He donk walk into the back line, just doing infinite damage. I think it's a, I think it's quite a funny thing to look at. Yeah. We saw a couple of times uh, Nano Ramatra, and I honestly just like laughed out loud. Um, IRL. Yeah, he, two shots, right? he two shots backliners, right? Yeah. I think he, he does. just walks through and just two shots backliners. And yeah. he has 20% movement speed. speed now with that as well. So it's like, yeah. he do be just walking at you. Yeah. There's not uh, you can do. Yeah. Batman. Also, it leads to good Ana play too. Um, Ana being able to yeah. sleep ram in all, or like Ana <laughs> when he donk walks towards you, boo, you just hit him with a sleep and he falls over. Um, it leads to a lot of that as well, which is which is really cool because there aren't thinking about it in the support lineup without using ultimates. Who's like good in the neutral versus uh, ram like running towards you in a ram all? Not really bad. Like I guess you can lamb, but like Ana's really the best there, um, which is really good. Right. Still in the Ram Ryan, right? Yeah, we're yeah, still. Yeah. Sorry, had a minor DC, but uh, just a quick add. Um, I feel like the Ram Ryan kind of overlap kind of reminds me a lot of the Winston Hammond overlap of people were trying to figure out like which one was the best to play and how you can sometimes play either one. And it feels like Ram has like more technicals to think about in terms of spacing. Feels like spacing with Ram is a lot harder to execute because your shield you have to like bring it up. It's off cooldown. Ryan, you can just bring it out whenever but then there's kind of that regeneration with ryan while it's cooldown based with ramatra and it feels like ramatra is a lot harder to execute because we saw what a bad ramatra looks like aka like not dropping oh, any names i'll just someone. say don't do it so close i thought about it but either way contenders some contenders teams ran ramatra and you saw what that looks like when you're just 
when you take that whatever form, I forgot what it's called, and you just like run in, people think they're invincible. And it's like, you actually have to be really smart and measured with your spacing with Ramacha and Ryan, you depend on that armor and that shield. It's a lot easier IMO to run the Reinhardt. So as much as Ryan could be the rich man's brawl, I feel like it is a bit of an easier brawl with uh, how you can f use your shield. So but yeah, it's still to be discovered which one's going to be the better one. I think the smarter players on Ramacha are going to be better though. Yeah. Also, you know, as the, the most basic of answers that we just talked around this entire conversation. This is why we're professional podcasters because we don't say the obvious thing. Uh, we instead spend twenty minutes talking about it. It's way easier for an off tank to play Romatra than Reinhardt as well. So, <laughs> you know, if you're Hawk or someone Easy on Atlanta, London, you hear it's like, yeah, <laughs> I'll just play Romatra, and that's why they're playing it. So, uh, it, it's not like they're making a conscious choice of like, are we summoning a Donghack to play like Reinhardt or something or Hawk, uh, Hawk Reinhardt? That's like, no. Well, Hawk would rather just play the Romatra. It's way easier. Um, but yeah, I'd like to have a chat before we move on to Group C and D, which is being played this next week. Um, Talk a bit about the contenders teams that performed this past week. Uh, obviously, we won't be seeing them again because um, they're all out. Uh, that sounded way more brutal than I intended it that to be. Sound <laughs> brutal. Um, that was, that was like, oh, man. Yeah, uh, but I, I'd like to like give them, you know, their their time in the spotlight as well. There were, you know, again, so many teams that like stood out this past week and players that made names for themselves. So I'm just going to ask you like your favorite. Oh Jesus Christ, it's too long. Uh, producing is hard. Uh, which contenders team would you have liked to see uh, make it out of group A and B? Which team, which team had like, do you think had like the most potential, or did you enjoy watching the most? This could be like completely subjective, so it doesn't have to be the best team, but just like a team that stood out to you this past week that you really um, enjoyed watching overall. And I'll, I'll just say for the sorry, I'll just say for the other listeners, we have Timeless and Trick Room in Group A, and Saints uh, in Group B. I, for some reason, I just thought that Vegas and Valet were contenders teams, but obviously they're all teams. But uh, so <laughs> yeah, you got Why Saints, you Timeless, and and Trick Room. You know, did did any players teams stand out to you? I really wanted Trick Room to make the run after beating the Shock. I felt like there was so much like cool narrative script. You know, contenders teams beating you know the Shock and they go all the way, knock them out of groups, and then Shock started zero two, and then Trick Room kind of like just fell off a cliff after. So I was really sad about that. But they were looking like one of the best Hammond teams coming out of contenders, and I was hoping that you know, even though they weren't expected to to be like the number one contenders team, they were number one in my heart. So <laughs> I'd say the uh, Wobheads are rising. Damn it. Time for DT, you're gonna go with that one too. Yeah, yeah well, they're good. They're a good fucking team. Dude, also, um, the, the funniest little matchup uh, occurred a couple of times where it was a Cuffer versus Punk. Mm. A little, uh, little battle for Australia, which yeah, was, which was yeah. kind of cool. Um, but Wub is just, dude, he kind of clears. Um, who's really surprised? Obviously, there's a lot of fans, a lot of Wubheads out there already. But um, I think it really did put his skills on display, I think, over the last uh, week and two weeks, sorry. And Cal as well in the backline also kind of impressed me on the back and just on support as a whole. I think that team would have been super fun to make it through. Um, kind of sucks. Obviously, both both teams went one and three. But um, yeah, I think timeless for me would have been would have been great. I would love to see Wub against uh, some of the teams in the B uh, in Group B. I would love to see them against like Atlanta Rain and stuff. Not sure he'd be able to stand up to Lip. Uh, he is the goat, but still, I don't know about that, Jack. Yeah, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm literally saying I don't think he can stand up, dude. I'm literally saying I don't think he can stand up, but it still would have been cool. I think Timeless as a team, and they have a big fan base too, right? So uh, that that would have been pretty epic. Yeah, I I, I want to give a little bit more love to Kuffa. I think uh, Kuffa yeah. on Winston on high ping just 
went absolutely crazy on some of these maps. So, you know, big, big shout out to him. I, I think that's a difficult thing to do and went toe to toe with Al Winston's and I think did a great job. So uh, much love, but I, I think you need to be realistic of like, for me, Saints is the team that I think probably would have been the best and most consistent out of all of them. I think they have the most flexibility in their roster of able to play so many different things. Their ball dive looked really good. Um, King, I think, had a very notable performance of you know a, another one of those players who came into the Overwatch League and everyone was like, wow, great. And then so he, he, when you go back down to contenders after that, it's so easy to just sort of, that is your narrative for the rest of your career of like you came in at the end of a season, did poorly, and now no other team wants to touch you. I think King had a great performance on this tracer. Yeah. Went crazy. Um, and all these other players on Saints have either been in the league or been hyped up before as well. So um, honestly, I will say the one thing I was disappointed about is obviously Tree had a good performance, but people have been selling Tree as like the next oh, yeah. proper, right? And so I was really hoping to just see him go absolutely sicko mode. And I really, really feel like we didn't get that true performance from him just yet. So I'm sure we'll see him again sometime soon, popping off in some capacity. But unfortunately, I don't think he really lived up to that hype and expectation that people were setting for him. Yeah, and let's be clear, that's not really his fault because it's others' job to hype up accordingly and uh, <laughs> yeah. appropriately and make sure it doesn't get out of control. But uh, yeah, th there was definitely like a couple of days before the pro and we're like, Tree is the next big star in coming up from contenders. Yeah, uh, uh, there was a bit of that vibe going. So I don't, you know, he he, he played well overall. But um, yeah, th this whole Saints team. I mean, I was a fan going into the weekend, but um, I I think you could tell that honestly, like they played well. Some people said uh, in the community that they they thought Saints were disappointing. I honestly thought they played well. I think they were a bit exposed against teams like Lono Spitfire, for example, that dealt with their dives like in a very smart way, but. If you look at like this series against like Vegas Eternal, like they were styling on one of the lower teams in in the Overwatch League, like just flat out, they like like really good. Mikey, he's an Overwatch League capable uh, main tank. I mean, he played in the Grand Finals just like five months ago, right? Um, and almost won. He was one map away from winning the Grand Finals. I think that um, both Squid and Vega, I think, is a you know competent backline as well. So I just really enjoyed all aspects of uh, Saints. So. They're currently in the lead for this um, separate contenders prize pool. I actually didn't know about this, but uh, just because I'm, you know, I guess I'm not a professional anymore. But uh, for contenders teams that don't make the so top four, it, um, the um, basically like the best performing contenders teams, they they get like a small little bit of money. It's nothing, you know, huge. But seventy five hundred and twenty five. Yeah, but if you know, if you go to college and you're an amateur, then yeah, maybe this this will make a difference. So if you're the best performing contenders team that don't make top four, you get seventy five hundred dollars, and if you're second, you get twenty five hundred dollars. And you know, I don't think it's like classic esports team um, price winning gouging where like the players get like half of that. I don't even know, like you know, Saints. Like I don't. There, there is, is Saints like an actual org or something? Like I, it all goes to the players, is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, well, they're Maryville, right? But uh, like, yeah, exactly. Which is right? collegiate, oh, but I don't. Yeah. I doubt they would dip into their prize winnings. I'd be yeah. surprised if they dipped into so, prize winnings. Hopefully, most of that goes to the actual players themselves, and you know, a little extra bonus. So Saints, with their two and two record. Are currently in the lead for that seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah, um, I do wanted to mention as well before we move on then and you know say goodbye to some of these players that we won't see for a while again unless they get picked up. Um, 
I think probably besides all the memory of like a magic mate ball and pummy <laughs> and boats and you know uh, it, one of the most funny moments to me anyway uh, th this whole week was when uh, they showed a stat card for infected and they f the I guess they accidentally flipped around his first and his last name oh, so instead of yeah. instead of Boston fine, fine Boston. it said fine Boston as his name uh, <laughs> That just cracked me up. Um, That's really funny. I think actually it was the interview after they beat the shock, so maybe I can find that. But I saved the screenshot because that was just legendary. So uh, Boston fine, infected. Uh, but um, I think from this matchup as well, the last matchup of the, the week, when everyone was watching the USA trials, Doomed had a really good game. Uh, like if you just want to talk about like best performances from contenders players this past weekend, I think the Doomed's Tracer was like really good. Had like big impact moments, big pulse bombs. He just whiffed one right there. So there you go. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I was impressed by Doom uh, Doomed. Um, not only in this series, but in the rest of the matches. So uh, getting to know some of these uh, contenders players, uh, it, it was pretty fun. All right. Um, unless you guys have anything else in Group A and D. Uh, great A and D. A and B. Uh, let's move on to Group C and D, which will be playing this uh, upcoming week. We talked a little bit about these two groups last week, but we've seen a week of gameplay at this point, so maybe we're, we've changed our minds a little bit. Maybe we have a little bit of a, a better read. So, Group C and Group D. Um, I know that I know that Costa is a little bit high here on like Twisted Minds. I was a little bit of high high on Team Peps, but realistically speaking. Do we think that any contenders teams can like beat the Overwatch League teams in Group C and D here? I I think it really comes down to how realistic this Gladiators scrim bucks you want to take it. Of like, it makes sense. We've seen bits and pieces of it in the scrims that are leaked. I, I I feel like Toronto and Houston should be able to clear you know those teams. And I as I said, I was high on Twisted Minds and Team Peps. Basically, under the assumption that the way that they want to play the game is going to catch other teams off guard. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think there's potential, but they play a very strange style of the game. But after seeing how oppressive these our teams can be on the Winston Tracer with like just like great Winston Tracer players. And when you look at, you know, Houston Outlaws who have Fearless, like I feel like that might be really hard for Twisted Minds to deal with of just like Fearless running around and, you know, Pelican on Tracer who's looked much improved. Um, but I think Team Peps making it over the Gladiators is not the craziest thing in the world right now if you're buying into this scrim box. But from what we saw so far, I think our team should be fine. Even Washington Justice, I think, could be a sneaky chance uh, to make it out. I feel like we watched a different EU Pro-Am qualifier because I was going to put all my bucks on Twisted Minds slapping people because they have this kind of like pieces of one tricks that are really, really good one tricks. <laughs> like, oh, LBBD's Farah oh. was, like, killing people. Oh, it's Josh nasty. is going to have an annual one tricks. Oh, dude. Has some... Finish your point. Well, LBBD, it, like, played almost exclusively Farah in that final. UB yeah. plays almost entirely Tracer from, like, other teams. So I guess I'll just point out the two there, but obviously KSA and others don't apply to that. But LBBD's Farah, like, they put all of their resources into it nanoing everything like that and twisted minds i feel like kind of crushed team peps in that emea final just off of that and although you might say it's a one-dimensional strategy in i when i casted contenders at you in previous seasons i forgot the name of that one trick team but it was off of like yazan and other people like yazan is like that far one trick um over on that side and they were crushing a lot of teams that even though you bring out all the counters your diva your hit scan 
having a really good far is hard to counter and i kind of want to give that dark horse to twisted minds even though their group is probably going to be impossible to get out of with you know <laughs> how stacked it is uh twisted minds over team peps imo yeah, I, well, I, I do want to like, I, I agree that Twisted Minds is better than Team Peps. Well, they actually beat them in the finals, right? But it's like, I just think Toronto and Houston are going to be dramatically yeah. harder to beat, right? <laughs> like so much yeah. harder to beat than potentially like a weakened gladiators and a justice. Yeah, I, like mm. Saudi Arabia has an unbelievable amount of good projectile players. It's kind of crazy. I did see a screenshot. Oh man, where the fuck? I'm not sure when it was. I think it was on one of the last seasons, maybe season 36 to Overwatch 1, where Yuzan had like eight accounts in top 10 yeah <laughs> shows a lot about the eu ladder by the way Jesus dude Christ. how do you level but those like, in quick play i'm not going to tell you how but they're going to move swiftly on like being real though like you just can't there's just no way you can run like echo far like permanently against teams like out gonna win two maps Defiant. jack you just, you just got to win two maps. You just got to stay alive for more than five seconds and maybe it's okay on the Echo Farah <laughs> to do damage. Like, I just don't see it working. Like, maybe it comes it out of the gate and I'll have egg on my face, sure. But I, I, I just can't see a world where players like Hydron on fucking Toronto and yeah. Houston fucking Outlaws with like Fearless on Tank 2. Like, dude, there's just no way these teams are going to be able to get away with playing like one-dimensional comp. Like... But that's it the thing. Was... How many times have you scrimmed against like the number? No, I wouldn't say like LBBD's number one Farah, but a Farah yeah, of that sure. caliber, like you just don't have the practice against yeah, dealing with I, that. So that's, I that's would... like the dark horse thing. I'm like, hey, I don't know if people know how to, to deal season with it. 1v1s. I would pay to see some fucking 1v1s of as Echoes and shit like that against like Overwatch League teams. Because yes, Saudi Arabia has crazy good projectile players um, uh, historically, but I just don't think you can play up to the level. Like, I can't wait to be proven wrong. It'll be fucking crazy if they come out and just only play Farah, only play Echo, and just start dominating. But I just can't see them winning against Houston Outlaws or Toronto Define or making it, uh, well, you know, MYXL, maybe they take a games there. Um, but Red Bull Esports, maybe. But just the caliber of teams in the Overwatch League and that, that group, it's fucking tough when you have Toronto and Houston Outlaws. I just can't can't see it because mercy again as well right you need the fucking mercy that shit is punishable in uh in high level play not so much in ranked shit pisses me off but it's pretty it's punishable when mercy, you are in a... i'm kidding I don't... <laughs> <laughs> it could be scott mercy for all i give a shit like yeah. it's not gonna be it's not gonna be good you know again that's what we've always said it's like oh it's easy to counter we have the right talent to counter it like this has been a storyline it's pushing contenders a lot too although it is contenders like we've had the hydrons and contenders before they made it yeah. to owl and even they struggled so yeah just, he would fucking just... dumpster fucking one no, okay. okay. no it's i don't know jack you need to calm down yeah like the what like think of 2019 shanghai dragons right like that is that is oh, what you right i'm so ball yeah no like it's not about going back in time it's about it is very difficult as a team to know how to play against a certain strategy when you've yeah. never practiced against it like none of these na uh our teams are going to have any practice around how these guys play this Farah echo style and it might just fall flat but there is a chance that they show up and the teams don't know how to deal with it like off the bat That's, in such a short amount of time. I'll give you a few percentage there, but I just can't. <laughs> I'll the take rest, it. I Thank you. Can't. Yeah, a few percentage. <laughs> Thanks, Custer. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, maybe you need the self-confidence of these modern-day Overwatch League pros to just get into the server and just style on them. I mean, maybe, but yeah. It, it, you know, if I'm just, like, thinking as a former player, just, like, how would I prepare for this team? I'd be, like, shitting my pants and be like, fuck, what do we do? Uh, and, and just, yeah, like, oh, we're, we'll play hitscan, you know. I, I need to trust my hitscan player to just come out and just, you know, find the far end of this guy all the time. And we need, we need to die on the mercy all the time. And, like, we, we this is an unorthodox composition. Like, we don't know how to play against that. I definitely think it's real. Like, they're, they're not being able to prepare. And so you go into the server with, like, an idea. And then you have to execute on that idea perfectly. Um, there, there's some upset potential there. I just don't know if Houston, Toronto are, like... The teams that like you we saw, can we also saw the shock lose so i'm just saying anything yeah, possible yeah, anything in possible, yeah. we all thought of shock yeah. <laughs> not gonna go oh it's you on day one so yeah um also a small little a small little addition here uh we we, we try to uh you, you guys weren't there joss was there but we tried to um just like torture some knowledge out from albert yeah during the watch party uh with Avas and uh we, we asked how the outlaws were doing he said that the gargoyle looking pretty good that was all he said. That was the entire sentence. Gargoyle looking pretty good. So, uh, the Ramatra, I think, was specifically was what he said on broadcast. So, Gargoyle Ramatra this this upcoming week might look uh, pretty interesting for the Houston Outlaws. I'm looking forward to see if we see that. Uh, that that could be a lot of fun. Um, so there you go. Uh, I think he even said like one of the top Ramatras. I'm just reiterating this sentence as we go, but it's fine. Uh, Gargoyle Ramatra, look out for this upcoming week. Uh, moving on to Group C, I wanted to have a little bit about a conversation about uh, Group C here because last week on the pod I said that Team Peps was like my sort of like dark horse to make it our Group C, but after seeing so many teams have success with the Ramatra and even like Winston Kiriko stuff like that this past week, don't you guys feel a little bit more comfortable about the Gladiators um, in this current meta? I just don't buy the. I just don't buy the fucking the downers on him. To be honest, the doubters, the oh, I'm so you don't buy the screen box. The, the screen box rumors. Ah, the, like, the Twitter uh, accounts with like two hundred followers. Yeah, like that. it's some of the. To be fair, this well, this off season I think has been rumor fucking city. I, I, I feel it's like been, there's more rumors crazy. this. Yeah, I think there's more rumors this year than there's there's ever been. But people who are super totally down not because on... people who run like big podcasts like regurgitate, regurgitate the, the rumors and actually like yeah, spread them and, not... and popularize he said, it. Hey, let's not do Fuck rumors guys. this season. <laughs> and then Johnny's like, anyway, so there were rumors that the MY. It's like it's not us, not our fault. No, definitely not. I mean, we are mainly the problem, I'd say. But I am the problem. I am. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say gladiators gladiators are good they're good they're probably fucking good i can't imagine they're gonna be that fucking bad also they between i guess those tweets coming out and uh the scrims that were happening and now i would say they probably fucking improved like there, there are a lot of good fucking name, name value on that team you have still have fucking kevster like kevster. You, you just can't say this team is gonna be bad you just can't. It's can. maybe Boston are going to be better, and I personally, because I'm super high on Boston, would we'll put Boston over Gladiators right now. But I, I just think You're it's super just like high on smoke. I I have been this whole time. All right, Jack's off the goop. I've been, dude. What are you saying? This team, Boston looks fucking wicked. 
Off of what? Off of what? Okay, tell me what. What makes Boston Burn look Reeves good? Are you just back, looking at, baby. you're just going to look at the Burn number Reeves of trophies they have and be like, oh, back. look at how great this team is. This baby will get me really far. Dude, that's yeah. it. Just because something was good in the past doesn't mean it's going to be great now, Jack. Twilight, Izziaki, Lee J gone. Twilight, he's been players. around since All Apex Season 1. Uh, Jack, uh, can, I, can I just get a quick uh, on, check on where the Shanghai Dragons and the uh, Toronto Defiant finished last year on the, the players? Those teams don't right? care. Flat is on tank. Don't <laughs> mind. Don't, doesn't <laughs> matter now. Flat is on what tank. are you talking about? Well, you know, today now's the present. We're not in the past. We're not talking about the past. We're talking about the very present. Look, their you, team looks. You might be right. Just, As I said, Boston. I, I, Boston's my number one to make it out of this group. I agree, but yeah. I think just this blanket statement that this team is just going to be exceptional and living up to their previous highs is is. I was gonna I thought of a word but I, it wasn't the right word so I just okay. I panicked then threw fair out there <laughs> fuck you Jack there's more of the story <laughs> yeah um what well, you guys said something so funny that I, I slammed my table a little bit and my go XLR popped out so if anything scuffed from this point on in the podcast uh then you know no why. why uh yeah um anyway um some people reported that during the Team USA scrims that uh, the, the best tanks were, I think, Kalush and Super, something like that. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't know if you want to read into that too much, but we'll, we'll see how this Gladius uh, team perform and how they're actually looking, you know. I, they, they, they could also totally be one of these teams that, like, we have no idea, like, what their roles are going to be. They had that leaked scrim where they got pounded, and I think they had Kevster on Sojourn or something like that, and uh yaki was playing the tracer they could be like exactly like the shock where like they're just trialing their members on different roles and like bobble was in the mix and stuff like that and they're, they're just figuring it out and that's going to lead to some ups and downs so not going to read into that scrim at all um i'm instead going to read into rumors uh by reddit comments <laughs> with like five upvotes uh, because that's what i do but anyway uh, i think gladys will make it out of the group it's probably as the second team here behind boston uprising so um all all the rumors for nothing i, I still think the gladiators are fine here given the sheer amount of talent they have. Oh, well, this this episode is going crazy fast. I'm like having a nervous breakdown because we're not at like the two two hour 40 mark at this point. Um, <laughs> Florida Mayhem versus Lona Spitfire, guys. Uh, in two weeks time, uh, based on what we saw in week one, who do you think makes it? Florida Mayhem versus Lona Spitfire? Well, hang on. We didn't talk about uh, Team Peps and fucking Justice and Wales. Oh, go, go ahead. Yo, you what, want to drop the Peps Intel. We need to prolong this podcast. The Peps Intel? <laughs> I go, fuck it, fuck all. I got? got a British player. That's all for me. I mean, look, Wisp has two English players. That might be a problem. Um, historically, that has been a problem. Uh, we'll see how that ends up going. But I, look, I have no information on Peps. A lot of them have been around for a long fucking time, though, remember. Like, most of... Let me fucking see the roster. Because uh, Nag has been in the league before. Was Crandor? Because I cast Crandor from Molfig like a century ago. Kalex has been in the league. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's Uprising Academy that Crandor was on, not like OG Uprising. Then, yeah, Molfig was on uh, the Spitfire. A lot, of, a lot of history on that team. I'm not sure if they're going to be, again, kind of cracked. And it's definitely a harder group to get out of than what it seems like. It seems like, oh, no, because Group D is pretty hard to get out of too because trying to find Outlaws. And I don't know how they'll match up. I mean, Washington Justice, do, does anybody else think they're going to take down the Washington Justice? I think this could be at least the lower half, which unfortunately doesn't mean anything. Um, the, the bottom three teams could potentially take down the, the Washington Justice. And I think them and Wisp 
uh, have a decent chance of going even against each other. Uh, Maybe I'm a hater, but I, I don't know how you look at this roster, this Washington roster, and you're like, oh, yeah, they'll start off the season seamlessly. Very smooth. No problems at <laughs> yeah. all. I, I, okay. I want to see it before I believe it. Okay, here, here's, sure. here's my counterpoint to that is if Alpha Yi plays Tracer, Flora plays like a Cassidy, Ben Best shows his Winston, which is apparently improved. FD God good. gets to play Lucio and Teru gets to play Kiriko. Pretty solid. They can also play the Ramatra Brawl, pretty short. Like Ben Best can even play the Reinhardt, go back to his roots. And I think this team will be good. I think they will be fine in this meta right now. And I don't think they'll lose to either of the contenders teams unless the team peps like Farrah style beats what uh, Washington tries to play. That is the take. That, <laughs> that, that, is, <laughs> that is the common sense take. But as, as the speculator, the Liquipedia speculator, I, I, I have... I have concerns. I am sensing something in the air, Costa. Uh, There's just like an odor of this team. There's just something that, that I don't know if they pass my smell test. And I, I don't know how you want to rate my nose. But is it is it because of the last Washington Justice? Is it the name that's just sort of hurting you, Johnny? No, I think I think it's just like a. I I, I think it's just because a lot of these players are coming into this uh, situation, and I don't know how to do. Especially like Alpha and Flora. Like Alpha Yi comes in from like a Hangzhou Spark team from last season. Uh, Flora was part of the New York Excelsior last week. Like, very different from being part of a Washington Justice roster where you have Ben Best as your main tank and FT God as your Lucio, and now you have to be on the same page. And Tiru, who used to be a damage player just like a year ago, and now he's like a flex support player after he had one good, good Kiriko. Okay, he played, he played Kiriko well in the playoffs, but like. Wait, he was in contenders last year as well, right? Yeah, he, I, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Before he got actually. signed, yeah. Yeah. But. But 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 still, like I I'm just I just want to see it first. Can I just see it first before I like commit and I'm like yeah totally I buy into the Washington. I think Justice, you're allowed you know? to say that, Johnny. I mean that's what kind of this tournament, this like preseason tournament is for taste testing, taste yeah. before you buy, you know, try before you buy. Like yeah. Alpha Yi is the only one I'm high on on this team. Yeah, that's I think agreed. That's Alpha Yi is yeah. sick. Yeah, Alpha Yi is sick. Um, and you know. You know, if you need someone to, uh, you know, I, I didn't say it. This is not me, so don't get mad at me. But uh, I tweeted out, uh, this group exists and our group got called the easiest. So, you know, some some shade being thrown here by Ice as well, uh, calling this the easiest group. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see if there's anything to it. Um, maybe them are screaming some of these teams. I don't know. Um, anyway, so, yeah. Guys, I'm lost for words. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. What the words. fuck? <laughs> Why is there a monkey in the bath, bro? What's going on? I don't know. Yeah, what the hell? I'm, 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 we're out of the script. Yo, he's huh? chilling. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Yo, I, just, I just had this pull up. I thought it was a pretty good video. Kuffa. That is have some good content. Kuffa tweets out. Ending on a high 2-1 versus Trick Room. Kinda trolled with the Ram comp swap on Hollywood. Was a really enjoyable tournament. So many super close matches. Thank you for the support. We'll be back for NA contenders. Yeah. As you said, Kaffa, standout Dude, player. Is that monkey iced out too? Holy <laughs> shit. He's got a fucking ice too. God damn. Iced out? What does that mean? Uh, he has jewelry. Oh, uh, true. <laughs> iced out. Okay. <laughs> I learn something new every day. <laughs> There's the translation directly from Zuma to normal speak. Wow, this, is, this has been a great episode so far. Yeah, it's been a great, great. episode. <laughs> One hour, 26 mark. I can't remember the last time we had an episode that was less than two hours, but 
uh yeah we wanted to skip the team previews this time around we'll we'll have some more information uh about teams and how good they are next week so we'll get back on the team previews train but um besides that guys i didn't watch the team usa trials so i don't have anything to say about that are we not talking about group d did we talk did we talk about group Johnny d is, i guess we dude, did Johnny really is, Johnny, how many what, are you I, dude, what do you mean we talked we about Tristan Mines. We were yeah, like, Houston and Toronto will make it out. Do you want to talk about New York Excelsior? I would we love about to New York talk about New York Excelsior. I would love to talk about New York Excelsior. There you go, let fucking Scott go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be all right. <laughs> all right. That's all right. So, <laughs> anyway, who do y'all see super in the trials? Well, okay, okay, wait, I, 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 I don't really want to talk about New York Excelsior. That'll be, I'm, I'm curious to see how New York Excelsior is going to be because there's a lot of speculation around this roster and how it makes negative sense and that they don't have a translator, even though they have a bunch of Korean players, but they also have four support players, which is also a questionable choice. Um, so, you know, it'll be our first look. We've seen some leaked scrims of this team. I, I don't expect them to be able to make it out of groups. I think Houston and Toronto is probably one of the strongest groups, maybe you could have made an argument for like Atlanta shock, but uh, sorry, uh, Florida shock group, but shock ended up being bad. So I, I think this will be difficult for anyone to make it out. If you can go back a little bit there, Johnny, real quick. Back, back. to the groups. Yeah, oh. I want to see the group. Um, Christian Mines will be excited, but Redbird as well. Like I think Redbird has a bunch of players that I think would love the opportunity to show themselves. Personally, I think there's a world in which NYXL finishes last because this is a pretty good team. God. No I one, think this is a. I, I will say no one is talking about Redbird. Yeah, like, and, and that's sort of. I think people are underestimating, especially when you got Giga Chad Gig at the front yeah, line of this as well. Good. And like, I think this will be a great brawl team. We saw how effective that composition is. You know, Gig, they they should be able to play the dive. I am actually. I think this team will be good. I think they'll struggle to get out of groups just because of the quality. I think they will lose just the head to head matchup against Toronto and Houston, but. I think Redbird's an exciting team. You should keep your eyes on uh, because there's a couple of players that might impress you. Jen, what do you think about Redbird? On the spot. No, no. There's yeah. good. I'm sticking to the good stuff. I really like Vision. Cassidy popped off for sure. Grathen's a long-standing contenders player and is flexing to different things. The gig hype, he's... Very aggressive. Let's yeah. let's call it that. Very, very aggressive. If the supports can keep up, maybe that works. But I don't think just the boneheaded W key is gonna really work out in an owl group. Um, so my highlight for Redbirds is more about the DPS working around that. Um, and I'm just not super high on Redbirds. I'm more high on Twisted Minds, if I had to be uh, honest on that. Great. Thank you. you yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I will say, actually, uh, one thing about New York Excelsior before we uh, move on or something. Uh, Lep was actually invited to the close trials for the Team USA. And I mean, that's a pretty decent honor there. Like, if you actually make it to, like, the final top 12 or, I mean, I guess it's more like top 18 or whatever. Um, and Lep was one of the main support players. I think that speaks volumes to, like, how players and coaches, like, rate him. And his play as well. So he's actually competing for a Team USA World Cup slot uh, against OG. Um, I think those are the two main supports. I don't know if there's more. But um, but yeah, so I mean, don't don't sleep on Lep just because he got benched by Jake like two years ago or something like that. Uh, <laughs> not as rude. Um, 
But yeah, there you have it. Group C and Group D moving into week two of uh, the Pro-Am. And we'll see how it goes. I think, as we said, Boston Uprising, LA Gladiators, clear favorites in Group C in my mind. And then Group D, Houston, Toronto. Jaws is nodding. So I think he agrees with me. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. But yes. Uh, there we go. Unless you want to talk about Contenders, Costa. I saw you watched the O2 Blast reverse sweep. Nah, that's fine. Okay. okay. It, was, it was a cool match, though. If you, if you guys, like, you know, it, it, it was a cool match, but there's so much, like, I, I think Prime is more interesting. But that, if you want to watch some Korean contenders and see what's going on out there, there's a, there's a bunch of really good teams uh, that are playing in contenders. There was a crazy reverse sweep that happened on stage in a land. Go check it out. Yeah. Someone will be upset because I spoiled the contenders Korea um, reverse sweep there. I don't know how many. That was, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> if you're like, upset yeah. about that, you Was it two you're, weeks like, ago? Yeah, around that. I, I, as you said, you brought it up, and I'm like, I watched that like 10 days ago or something like that. And I was like, wait. oh, that's a, it no, was a long you time didn't. ago. It was a couple of weeks ago, I think, at this yeah. point. No. I watched it on stream, and I never watched it. Wait, on it's March 27. Yeah, when it happened. It was like at least a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks. Yeah, it was yeah. before Pro Am, no? Yeah, yeah. March was... 22nd. Yeah, so I guess it was last week. Yeah, two weeks ago. No, there's no. Wait, way what do you mean two weeks ago? That was five days ago. Yeah, yeah. Two it feels like it, bro. Give or take time. a few weeks. All yeah, right. give or take. Yeah, so there we yeah. go. Um, not like anyone was sleeping on Top Dragon, anyway. But there we go. Check out Korean Contenders if you got the time zone, because I certainly don't. Um, anyway, I don't think there was any news either. Uh, I tried to look through, but I, I can't recall there being any news this past week. So I guess we'll just get into uh, to, to Brent's Player of the Week and, and call it a day. I don't think we forgot anything. Someone in the comment section is we going to be like... We want to talk about US... Trials? I didn't watch it. That's I have not do. watched them. If you I, want to hit them, um, Jack. Yeah, I, dude, the fucking trials went hard. There was some fucking sick games. Super's still very good at the game. Who's surprised? He plays uh, ranked majority of his life, like at least eighteen hours a fucking day. He's still grinding, and he uh, every single year he's good enough to get back in the league. Like no doubt about it. He definitely looked like the best tank in there Kalush looked really good too dante had a little bit of a rough time i was kind of surprised about but right now you can't really play doom that well um and like his other heroes just especially like the main tank side of things obviously they were picking comps so it was like okay so you're gonna run doom on this map you're gonna run ryan and you're gonna run you know um so it was it you can't exactly kind of flex up mid game but super was like really good hydron had a very good game like there are a lot of big plays in the uh in the in the trials it's definitely worth going back and watching but super is the one that stood out to me and i don't know if that's because of name value or anything but like i was like damn he's kind of fucking on the right like he was different a lot of the time him and Kaluj, i'd say down out tanks right now super good at ryan more at 10 yeah who'd have thought right <laughs> who'd have fucking thought yeah but like yeah he's you know he's a two-time champion he's one of the best tanks to ever yeah. touch the game so and like it's not like he's also one of those players who hasn't been playing you know he's be, he's still playing ranked every day he's still putting in a lot of work if anything he'd probably have more diversity than he's ever had because he he just plays everything in ranked so yeah I, I i'm curious to see who's going to come out of these u.s trials and we start to see the other teams i'm looking forward to other countries you know seeing what everyone else is producing as well like team korea how seriously are they taking it i don't i haven't heard anything about team korea or what's going on with their trials or anything Rush like that is head coach right i, I can't remember I exactly so. Yeah, I, th I, th I think he got it. Um, I'm pretty sure Rush is head coach. I'm pretty if sure Rush is head coach. There is no way they're trolling. There is yeah. no way. And that's it. It comes down to if they're going to take it seriously. The last World Cup that we have 
where Korea didn't win it uh, was because they did not put a great team forward in comparison to what players were available and everyone just wanted a break. This is the first World Cup coming back. I'm pretty sure everyone wants to try. Everyone wants to win. So I, I think Korea is going to have their best foot forward. And I genuinely think Team USA, Team China, and Team Korea all have a chance, uh, depending on the team yeah. they put forward. We'll rip Canada. We're, we're yeah, sorry, lost Canada. all our talent. You, you had a... <laughs> We are content creators, baby. We'll get the we'll get the cloud team going. Okay. We always bring in the sponsors, so that we'll make money. We're just not gonna go far. Okay. Well, wait. Didn't you come like third one of the years as well? Like, was that twenty eighteen? Good one time. You see, magnitude. Yeah, that's great. Something. We had talent once. There's some all right players. What? Because I mean, yeah, you got some all right players for the cloud team. The backline of oh, Magic, Magic Maple, Maple Crimson, and Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay, okay. They, they'll make top eight, right? Like, oh, I think is? they'll yeah. make top eight and they'll make the land for sure. Yeah. But I do I think that they're going to beat these other three teams that I talked about? I, I... Okay, but the, the Dude, real... Magic Maple, <laughs> The real, okay. the real YouTube shot. video generator. How good would Team Canada be with XQC in it? Terrible. When was the last time he played Overwatch? I don't know. When Overwatch 2 released for a week or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he went to play like chess or something. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they at least got a decent backline and they got Seeker. So there we go. Uh, team, team Canada. They're not out of it yet, Jen. B believe. Okay. Uh, we believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sweden's got Kevster and Sparker, so I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, you guys. Oh, cool. Good. Yeah, we're, we're, we're well. We got Kaffa and Punk. Yeah, we got <laughs> Zergy, <tanks>. baby. <laughs> trackball God, he's a beast on Trackball. We win. Yeah. yeah. All right. Maybe maybe Costa will make a return. I don't know what your plans are, Costa. Maybe you'll play main support for that team or something. Well, yeah, it, we would be well and truly doomed. We'll get we'll get Korea in the first round again, and then just have a good time after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys try out for committee. Uh, no. I did not. I, Hey, for, for me, for the team, I got fucked. I don't know. For me, <laughs> this is such a good opportunity for everyone to just come to BlizzCon and like experience it firsthand. Like, all you got to do is make top sixteen. So I like giving that opportunity to other people and like you know hyping them up. So I'm also hoping to work that. I think it's always yeah. looked like a fun event to work ever yeah. since you know 2018, 2019. So I'm hoping to cast that some yeah. of the games. I don't know. I don't know how you felt about your decision about that Costa too. But I was just like, this is just straight up unfair to like the Swedish players. I felt like I could have applied for like GM or coach or something, but I'm, I have a nine-hour time zone difference, uh, and also I, f I feel like the Swedish team is cooking in the European contender scene anyway. So like, it's not like they need me, so they're fine. Yeah, that, that's uh, it. Yeah. Do you get paid to be on the committee? I, I have no idea. I don't know. Because that was I the thing. Know. I was like, I oh, sounds like a lot of work. I yeah. think in the in the previous World Cups, I think you got paid like a little bit of money to be like a player and a part of the committee. It, but it's more of the full expenses paid to BlizzCon, which is like really mm -hmm. what you're selling. Yeah. So. I have full faith in my in my Swedish comrades that they'll put together a good team and have a good committee and coach and um, I'll see them when they uh, eventually qualify for BlizzCon because it's locked in. Uh, let's go. Uh, anyway, Brent's player of the week for this very short episode here. Um, who, who's who's making the cut? Who's making the cut this week? Who are we crowning? Mm. We got tons it, of contenders players we can pick from. Right, it's easy. It's easy. Oh, yeah. Boat the goat putting the fucking 180 post bomb onto proper. Yeah, that's easy. It's either that or magic maple for hashtag mind the gap tweet. Just mind the gap. Legend. And he gives the hello to the hello goodbye. Dude, look at this pulse. Actually, fucking sick pulse. Look at the flick. 
Ready? Ready? Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm ready for it. No. Boom. Look how fucking sick that flick is. Right, I'll, give it, I'll give it to him. I'll That's give it to pretty him. fucking wicked. For, for the pants, the, the pick, I'm, I'm down. Hell yeah. Both the goat. Both the goat. I, uh, I will also say there's something intimidating about Ooh. this dog that both has. I, I guess this is you know, <laughs> that it, dog their dog. Fuck you up. But it is an intimidating dog. Like this dog is, is like frightening. If both's tweeting, like when both tweeted here, uh, he tweeted something. I don't know what it was, uh, but it, it was just like intimidating. Like, oh shit. But, the, okay, the dog, he, I'm respecting the dog, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but here's the oh. thing. This, this dog looks ferocious because it's in a small frame. This dog is definitely like two foot big. It's yeah. tiny, probably, it's tiny and dog, just like but... yaps at you the entire time. But hey, it, look, it looks like a very confident dog. Like it doesn't yeah. fuck around. This dog doesn't fuck around. Yeah. It's a good dog. Uh, uh, Trick yeah. Room came up with some really funny memes during the Shock series. They Whether did. it was like the comparing them to prop, there was like a player's stat card head to head oh, with like proper and that other guy. I was going and, into the match as well, right? Like before yeah. the, the match happened. Yeah. And then there was like the Magic Maple versus Vindime with like the bigger bot Elden Ring boss looking thing. <laughs> they they came out with some really good shit during that match. Yeah, they actually they, these guys are tweeting more than the any social other team team. is sick. Yeah. They're yeah. tweeting it's more than social teams. Team on the Valiant. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Was it them uh, that hit him with the Owen too? Yeah, it was them who hit them oh with the old two Palmy, there yeah. you go. Palmy versus Proper. Open division champion? Yeah, Proper. What you got to say about that, huh? Yeah, what you got to say about that, huh, kid? <laughs> Owned. Such a Sombra of St. Louis? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> proper can't say that. It's we just, can't say he's the Sombra of St. Louis. It's ridiculous. But they, they made a name for themselves. And uh, I think we're going to see these players in the future as well. So they're doing a good job. There we go. Uh, Boat, congratulations. You're Bren's player of the week. Dude, if, I, I, if we told Bren that Boat got player of the week, he'd be like, who? <laughs> but it'd be amazing. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's Boat? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, there you go, Boat. Congratulations. Boat the goat. All right. I think, I think that does it for Plat Chat episode 171. It was an absolute uh, pleasure, crew. Thank you for jumping on, Jen. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. All right. Yeah. Costa, you uh, while it. this episode premieres, so you're gonna be streaming stuff like that. People can go. Yeah, check I out. should be streaming while this is premiering. So after you When's finish this video, come give your Twitch Prime subscription to Twitch.tv slash Jawscast. No, That's no, crazy. don't That's listen crazy. to him. Don't, don't listen Jaws to him. Jawscast. No. Jaws need every sub he can get, so I'd recommend go there. Drop your, wow. drop your Twitch. Wow. Damn, <laughs> dude. Um, and also knowing Costa and the content he puts out these days, he'll do like a review of the Plat Chat episode and then like talk about that it for like so two true. broadcasts. Dude, so, reaction Andy. content of my life. I'm just going to rewatch it while it's premiering <laughs> and then they can come from the premiere to come see me watching it. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty legendary. All right. So both of y'all promoted your Twitch link. So Jen, what's, what's your Twitch? I know you're streaming these days too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lemon Kiwi. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> Twitch.tv Lemon Kiwi. There we go. All right. Yeah, Thank you so thanks. much, everyone, for uh, Plat Chat episode 171. We'll see you next week for recapping week two, doing a preview of the Pro and playoffs, and we'll add on a few uh, team previews to the episode to make sure it's four hours long. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.